You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Facebook ads, love them or hate them. One thing about them, though, is that they are ever-changing, and there are a lot of myths about using them. I'm joined today by Facebook ads consultant Laura Ball, who is shedding some light on the Facebook ads process and showing us her long game approach. Hi, we are here today with a superstar entrepreneur who runs her biz and her services with the long game approach. Laura Ball, my guest, is a Facebook ads consultant who works with six-figure entrepreneurs who sell digital products and services to manage their Facebook ads. She launches their online courses, and in addition, Laura offers one-on-one Facebook ad coaching, consulting, and audits. You can learn more about Laura at lauraball.co. All right. Hi, Laura. Welcome. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. Um, You know, we actually met through a Facebook ad consultant coaching program. You know, Facebook ads are a unique beast. You know, they're very specialized and ever-changing. So after I had Facebook ads as an offer in my business for over a year, I stopped. And fortunately, there are people like you, Laura, who continued on because... um, You know, what I really learned through my training with that coaching is that you need to be in the Facebook ads landscape daily. And that's why I stopped. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's like being a Facebook ads consultant and how you keep up with the changes? Yeah, sure. So I started just kind of jumping back into digital marketing and everything was online and virtual and Facebook and this ad and that ad. And I have, am old school. Like I started when I was working, I was running newspaper advertisements, you know, so this, when I... When I came back into the, you know, after staying at home with my kids for a while, I jumped back into work and I thought, oh my God, I have to learn this stuff. And I sort of fell in love with Facebook. I started my business with, um, you know, all the platforms. And then I got like my head exploded and I got overwhelmed because I was Mm -hmm. like, there's no way I can learn every little thing about every platform. And I loved Facebook and I just dove right in. And that's how I kind of niched down into Facebook ads. And I think with Facebook ads, you have to be in it every day. You have to be totally have to be running them. And that's how I keep up with all the changes because I'm in it daily. I'm I'm in there every day. I'm seeing new weird messages and reaching out to other Facebook ad managers saying, "Hey, have you seen this error message? Have you seen this, you know, notification? What's going on?" And so I think by being in it and doing the ads, actually doing the ads every day and having a support group of other Facebook ad consultants to kind of run things by because Somebody in Scotland will see something different than what I'll see here in the States. And then like two weeks later, I'll see it. And I'm like, oh, that's what Liz had said, you know, so it's just kind of being in there. So that's kind of the day in a life of an ads manager is being inside ads manager and running ads and reading blog posts and keeping up with all the other, you know, 
big Facebook ad gurus and, you know, learning for continuing to learn from them. So yeah, it's, it is a beast and people that just do not want to deal with it. And there are some days, honestly, that I'm like, Oh, I don't. Why? Why did I do this? What's going on? (laughs) I choose this career. So you, know, you, bring, you bring up an interesting point. And it's one thing that I say to my clients all the time is you have to work in your business. Like you can't just think your business because that's like, you don't get the experience. You don't get that know-how from, you know, just thinking about it. You've got to be in it and working with clients. And that's exactly what you said in terms of working with the ads and then being able to adjust to the changes. Yeah. Right. That was it for me because i I had all this training and then I would, I I wanted it because I work with my clients on a a mix of things, like a whole, a whole holistic approach to things. And so when it came time for Facebook ads, it might be three months since I went in there and then I would be like, oh my gosh, everything's different or I have to learn it again. And I was just like, it's too much. Like, it's great now that I have that approach and understanding of them as like an overarching strategy, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to get in there every day anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it is, I hear you. Yeah, definitely frustrating at times. But the 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 best part of it is when you do have a win and when you you do make a client a lot of money or we list build with really cheap leads and they, you know, convert like when you have those wins, it makes it all worth it for me. That's what I strive for and that's what keeps me in it. Like that's what keeps me going back and I'm like, "No, I'm going to take a break this month." And then somebody will come <laughs> to me and be like, "Can you run?" I'm like, oh, "All right." <laughs> Well, it's nice too, because it's, your projects change. So it's not the same thing every day either. So, um, you know, working with a client, you might work on something for X amount of months, but then after that launch wraps up and you kind of exhale, you're like, oh, this one's a little different, you know? So you can kind of, you know, have a new attitude. Yes. I love that. I do not work on evergreen, evergreen campaigns because Mm -hmm. it's, it, it kind of bores me in the sense that it's just the same thing over and over every month. I love launches. I love the high of the launch. I love the excitement. And I like the stopping point because then at that point I can decide, am I going to take a little break for a couple of weeks or am I going to jump right into another launch, which might be totally different industry or something different. So yeah, I love, I love launches. Yeah. I love that approach in business too with I work very project-based as well. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to bust it out and get this done and then move on. Like it keeps it fresh, you know, moving on to something else. Right, right, exactly. So Laura recently put up a Facebook post and I'll link to it in the show notes so you guys can read it verbatim. But she was talking about her work on a launch with one of her clients. And in the post, she dispelled the myth that Facebook ads are the fast action savior for your course launch, uh, number one. And how you really need to start early to build up to your launch. So we're going to talk about the long game approach to this launch that includes Facebook ads. And uh, one more thing, this launch netted her client $2.3 plus million. And obviously this is a big thing and it's not for everybody, but it just goes to show how having that plan and that long strategy can really build up. So we're going to go through her post and break down all of the different points that she she made in the post and we'll talk about that so you know laura tells us about this launch and the approach as a whole team like can you walk us through some of this uh, approach like the first piece was facebook ads alone won't make you 2.3 million dollars in your online course and i just want to say thank you for saying this because so many people think that facebook ads are the answer to all their sales problems no no facebook ads are the (laughs) 
And that's one thing when I get on a client, you know, a call, a call with a, a new a potential new client, you know, and they're like, well, I know Facebook ads are going to do it. They're going to do it for me. I'm I like, know, right. no, no, they're, they're not like, they will help you. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's just a piece of the puzzle. It's just a piece of the marketing puzzle. And what I strive to, to like get across to people is Facebook ads will bring you leads into your funnel. They will bring you leads. They won't necessarily, all of them won't be leads that convert. They might convert. They might convert. They might convert six months from now. It depends, like you have to bring them in, nurture them for the long time, you know, the long term. And, and then, you know, hopefully they, they will then convert. So yeah, it's just a, a piece of the puzzle. And you actually just answered your second point there, which was that Facebook ads are a cost-effective way to bring in ideal leads, but they're just a piece of the course launch. And this is a huge concept. So let's talk a little bit about what do you need to set yourself up to bring in the ideal leads. So if you are working on a launch, like what kind of key pieces do you set up or do you ask your clients to prepare for you so that you can do your job the best to bring those ideal leads in? And that's a really... I just want to highlight the word ideal in here because you actually put it in capitals in your post because we want the right audience. We don't, you know, anybody can just get everybody. And if they're, if everybody comes, they're not buying only your ideal audience is going to purchase from you. So talk to us a little bit about like, what are some of the key components that you ask for or you set up so that you can get ideal leads? Yeah. So as far as when it comes to Facebook ads, there's two, you know, getting the ideal leads in there two things, targeting them, making sure your targeting is spot on and nurturing. So there's two levels. Now, I don't necessarily do all the nurturing. I do part of it because I might run an ad, get them in and then nurture them with another ad. I might Mm -hmm. do that. But the client is also going to be doing that as well. They're going to be getting them in the funnel and nurturing them on the back end. Targeting is super important. And I love targeting. I love Mm -hmm. trying to get into the head of my client's ideal client. So I literally ask them a whole series of questions, not just where are they hanging out online, but where are they finding information? Where, you know, so my last client was, uh, was an online course creator. So where are they finding that information that they need to learn to run to their, you know, to do whatever they want to do? He was a, an, he's an artist. And so they would like certain pages, like if I was working with like detailed targeting. So there's there's a couple of different targeting. So there's warm, there's cold, there's lookalike audiences. Depending on the client, I kind of take a, a step back and I say, so if this client comes to me and they don't have an email list and or they have like a couple of hundred people and they're really not sure you know, how we're going to find these people. I can't really create a lookalike audience, which is an audience of people who have similar attributes to people on their email list and things like that. So I tend to start there. Um, and mm-hmm. that's where I started with this client because he did have an email list. His email list was, it was big, but not like crazy hundreds of thousands. But you need like a thousand people to kind of need to find about, that sweet spot, correct? You can start with, you can start with like a hundred you know, the point is, is like, the more you have, the better. So I would always tell people, even if your email list size is 200, try it, try it, create a lookalike audience and try it and see how it works. 
So start there. But if you're working with detailed targeting, like the interests, like yoga and this and that, you want to get a little bit specific and you want to, because there's going to be some layering in there. So a lot of people might like yoga or, you know, fitness. So fitness is a, like a really broad interest. You want to kind of narrow down. Fitness could mean it can mean yoga, it can mean weightlifting, it can mean CrossFit, it could mean marathons. So if you're looking for runners, you want to kind of layer that in and make sure you're really targeting the right people. Because if you're targeting so broad, the ad is going to run to like everybody who is interested in fitness. So there's a lot of people who are interested in fitness, but they might not be runners or they might not be weightlifters if those are the people you're looking for or yoga people. So you really want to get very detailed. So I try to avoid the the generic interest and I try to focus on pages. Mm-hmm. Gold's Gym or right. Orange Theory. Like right. that's such a lifestyle brand. I always try and tell my clients, like, think of the lifestyle brands. I had a um, photographer friend who she shot family photos. And I was like, well, you're the cost of your photo shoots. You need to be going after the $2,000 stroller pages. You know what I mean? Like think about what other lifestyle products or what other products your audience uses to find you as well, you know? Right. And there's so many ways to, to kind of find new interests. What I did was I like my client's Facebook page. And when I do that, it gives me other suggestions of Mm. other pages to follow. So smart. I look at those and I say, okay, let me go into Facebook and see if they're targetable. Now, sometimes they're not going to be targetable, but you know, I spend probably majority of my time doing research, especially if it's a new client on targeting. Another way is I'll go to his Facebook page or her Facebook page and I'll look at the pages that they follow. So my client follows this page, this page, this page, this page. Oh, okay, awesome. Are those targetable? Because if my client is following them, it's likely that his students are following those pages Mm -hmm. as well. I go into audience insights and I type in an interest. So let's say like Marie Forleo, you know, everybody knows Marie Forleo. You put Marie Forleo in there and you look at the likes, see what other ones, it's going to spark other things. You're going to be like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe they like Gabby Bernstein or, you know, Danielle Laporte, or it's going to give you other ideas. And you just have to keep drilling down, drilling down, drilling down. And that's all I do. I'm like, the one, the biggest audience that I targeted during this launch that did so well, and I didn't try it at the last launch, I just kind of thought about it this launch, was YouTube. I mean, ah, how, how that's massive, what a, right? What a great, like, I would never a, even think that. Cause I would think that is way too big, right? What an, it, so what I did was, cause it was way too big, but what I did was I layered it in with, they must like YouTube and they must like the interest of, I think it was like artists or painters or painting. Mm-hmm. Now that's one thing you have to also be careful about is painter. So a painter could be the guy that paints your house, Mm -hmm. but he's probably not an artist. So I had to be very careful on who I was targeting. This is a great example. I had to be really careful because I didn't want to, I didn't want to find contractors. They're not, they're not wanting to learn how to create artwork and, you know, beautiful masterpieces and sell their art. They're just looking for houses to paint. So I had to be very careful and very specific. So when you are looking at that interest targeting, really try to get an understanding go to the page, you know, so if it says Marie Forleo, 
maybe you don't know who Marie Forleo is, but you think it's kind of aligned with your business, go to the page and make sure like, oh yeah, she's talking to my people. Yes, she mm-hmm. is. Um, so she, you know, definitely do your do your homework on on targeting. The second part is nurturing, is getting your client to really continue nurturing their leads. Because we had such a long stretch and we started this launch three months out, you can't just get them in and be like, all right, you know, I'm, they're on the list and now I'm going to hit them up with the sales ad. Yeah, no, exactly. Not, not happening. Um, you have to build that relationship with them. It's like dating. Like if you go mm-hmm. out on a date with someone and you're like, hey, you want to get married? You know, you're, right. they're like, whoa, that's too Total soon. disconnect, right, so, right. Too soon. So you have to continue that relationship with them while they're on your list. Um, but before the sale. And those, that relationship cannot, can come in various forms. So like you were saying, some of those you execute by doing another targeted ad to them. Once you know they've looked at something or watched a video, you can target another ad. But that relationship can be built through email marketing. It can be built through social posts. Like there's all these other ways to build it or even freebie opt-ins and then follow up. So um, if you have a pop-up Facebook group, get them. That's what we mm -hmm. did. We, we invited them into the Facebook group and that's where he was giving more and more free value. And he was showing up and he was on Facebook lives and he was doing free trainings and they fell in love with him. Um, we also had mess- a messenger bot. So we had somebody, a many chat expert who was in there, you know, reaching out to them through messenger. Hey, don't forget to watch. He's going live and you know, you want to be sure to, so there were so many pe- so many ways of, of reaching that one lead. We were constantly trying to get them. And, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's a little too much, um, you know, for these people, but you're not going to get them by just the ad. Like you're not going to sell right. to them with just the ad. You ha- they have to see it like seven times. I think totally. that's like- and not everybody sees everything either. Right. Like not right. even though you're, I mean, think about it when you're going out, even if it's a hundred thousand, 500,000, like not everyone sees every ad right. In, right. In, their, in their timeline. Right. Right. Exactly. That's why ads are essential because they might open rates for email are what, like 20, 30 percent. So you're not hitting everyone there. But if they see an ad, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing that email from him. You know, I need to sign up for that. So right. or that looks interesting. Right. Yeah. So many yeah. different touch points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the targeting piece. That was always the piece that jazzed me about mm-hmm. Facebook ads in terms of you can really figure out how to reach your audience in a way that, I mean, you come from the newspaper background, like you're just putting it out there and hopefully people are reading it. Like it's such a crapshoot, but here you can say, I want the woman who is doing X, Y, and Z and has these particular likes. Like I love that piece of really drilling down. Yep. And you touched on, you know, another piece of of what we're going to talk about next. So well, actually, let me back up a second because you were talking about three months advance and you know that his, like the, your client's team even started sooner. And some of those things may have been building out those funnel pieces of the email sequences. And, you know, uh, the, the one thing I want to say about this whole launch piece, like even though you came in with ads three months ahead of time, like this requires so much thought. Like people need to plan, like what is going to happen after someone clicks on an ad? There's a part that you do and then a big part that the team does. So you really need to plan that out, have things laid out so they're not last minute. Think about 
every scenario. I mean, I worked with, um, I, I did a webinar piece with someone where it's like, well, what if they watched? What if they didn't watch? What if they watched the replay? What, you know, you think of every single scenario. And then we had an email funnel going to each of that. We had like six funnels going out based on what their actions were. So these things really do take time. And then, you know, there is some of that organic traffic and things like that. But these are part of the system of everything. Right, right. So let's talk also about the communications and like that connection. So I love that you made a point. Your your comment was you need constant communication and relationship building with the leads throughout the entire launch. They aren't going to buy from someone that they don't have a connection with. Right. So I loved this comment because the number one thing I see with clients is, you know, they're just going to blast some ads out that are about sales versus relationship building. And this is why I love starting early because you know, my, my approach to it has always been cold, warm, hot. You need to lead the people through each spot that they're in and speak to them in the process, in the step that they're in. So you're not going to sell to somebody if they're in the cold. You sell when they're in the hot. They know you already. They have a relationship with you. You know, I want to talk about also having various ads for each step of the process. So um, you can have a different conversation with someone. And it's like you said, you're going to have versus someone just meeting you versus someone getting ready to marry you or buy from you. Right. right. So let's yeah. talk about like those different ads as well. Yeah. So when we started, we did, what we did was he had, he segments his list based on challenges that his clients face. And mm. so we showed video ads of him, just no pitch, just, hi, this is, you know, hi, my name is, and this is what I do, and this is what I'm going to show you today, because I know that this is your challenge. And so we mm-hmm. ran ran video ads to cold traffic, people who did not, we excluded anybody on his list, anybody who liked his page, any buyers, anything like that. So it was as much of a cold audience as we can get, because we know Facebook's not perfect, but, you know, as much as we can get, cold audience, and we, we just captured the people who were watching certain percentages of that video. So I built for every, you know, he had five different video ads. And so I would capture an audience of, you know, play through plays, which is 15 mm-hmm. seconds. Then I would do 25%, then 50%, then 95%. And I would build those audiences. And then we did that for about a month. Then when we were ready to turn on some ads that went into the second phase of this launch, which was Join the wait list. We Mm -hmm. have this this great training coming up. It's not ready yet, but if you're interested, join the wait list. And so we retargeted those people that watched, uh, you know, whatever percentage of that. And we spoke to them. We said, hey, we know you're interested in this challenge. And so we're doing a training coming up in February. Why don't you join the wait list? So we spoke to them in that that way. And the training Uh, was a webinar or some sort of free training? It was a PLF style uh, for for video series. Yeah, so four videos. And then as we were, so we were kind of just, there was no pitch. And I I told my client, there's a lot of, um, because we were running this so far in advance, we weren't going to be able to tell 100% if those, you know, if those people who watched Tart, you know, ended up buying because it's outside that 28-day window that Facebook has and everything like that. But it did create engagement and created, you know, people signing up for the wait list. And then we, then the, the third phase of this was, okay, 
the, you know, the workshop is starting soon. Sign up for the workshop. So what we did was we then excluded anybody who already signed up for the waitlist because mm-hmm. they were already on that launch funnel. And we're still, and, and in the process, I'm building campaign after campaign after campaign with different and new audiences. That's why targeting is so important. I had a very large budget with this, with this client. This is not the norm. Nobody's going to. Well, gonna I was going to bring that up is that <laughs> once you're targeting to these, you just said I had five videos running to different audiences. Those are five separate campaigns that you have to pay for. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, with, as far as costs, like video views is pretty inexpensive. I think I did both, I tested both video views and page post engagement, and page post engagement did better because not only are you capturing the video views, you're also getting engagement on those ads. So other people are saying, oh, this is great. Oh my God. Oh, you know, and they're tagging this one and that one. So kind of a double whammy. The, that third phase was sign up for the workshop. And then again, we're speaking to those new people and then. As they're in the back end, the important part is really encouraging your clients to make sure they're doing their work on the back end. On the back end, this client and his team were inviting them into the Facebook group. They had a series of emails. As soon if they signed up in December, they were getting emails once a week, if not more, of free value, like just constant communication. Hey, I have this free thing because the workshop wasn't until February. So I said to him, you have to really hit it hard because you can't get them in and then just kind of forget about them. Yeah. So that's one thing you have to do with, you know, you have to kind of, you know, educate the client to, to yeah. do that because they think- And oh, nurture them. That yeah. is the whole nurture piece so that right. they don't forget who you are. I mean, how many things have we signed up for? I clicked on something. You know, if it doesn't keep coming back, even with shoe ads, I click on it. And then they keep showing me ads and I'm like, oh, maybe I really will check them out. I really do like them. Like right. they convince me by not stopping showing me the same shoes, right. you know, right. <laughs> like that, exactly. that, that frequency convinces me that I like that product even more. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it was really, um, you know, it's, uh, that is super, super important. So having that, that long runway to really mm-hmm. start. And also it allowed me to test, to test those audiences, to see which audiences were getting me the best cost per leads and, and test new ones. Because, you know, when you have a short window, let's say, you know, most launches, you know, are like between seven and 10 days, you know, there's a webinar at day 10. And so a dance manager has like seven to 10 days to find that audience. I had, you know, over, you know, almost three months. When you have a tight time frame, you kind of have to start at a higher budget because you're you, you want to get that data back quick. You want to see what's working and what's not, and then start turning off the ones that are not working and scaling the ones that are. You know, this was a, a like almost perfect launch for me because I had so much time. And this this was the second launch I did with him. This was his fifth launch, though. So this is the fifth time he launched it, and every launch got better and better, and right. he learned more and more and more. If your people, you know, your clients and your audience are just starting out, you need to consider doing Facebook ads for data only because you will learn. Thank you. That was <laughs> you, my next. I literally have that in my notes to say, <laughs> do Facebook ads before you need them. Yes, I have, oh, because yeah. you are building an audience. Like, go on. Yes, tell yes. us. Yeah. It, you're, you're learning so much. And there is no, I never say there's a failed launch. I mean, yeah, you might not have made an ROI. You might not have even broken even. Maybe you were a little under, you know. 
but you got to, you have data. You have data inside your ads manager that's telling you who's clicking on your ad, what level they're getting to, did they opt in, who's not opting in, who's watching the videos, um, what's your click-through rate like? Okay, so your click-through rate's low, you got to work on your ad copy, you know? So it's telling you so much that you use that to then do your next launch. You just never give up. You're like, okay, this is the data I have. I'm going to interpret it. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to go on to the next launch. And a lot, I get it. A lot of people don't have the budget to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's scary. But if you educate yourself enough on how Facebook ads work, you could do them yourself. There, there's pros and cons, and I might be jumping, but you could do them yourself. You could hire a coach, which is kind of like somebody to kind of like reach out to like, hey, you know, what's going, what do I do here? What do I do there? Or right, you can, right. out, or you can outsource it. I, you know, I, I, I always say no, regardless, even if you're like, no, I'm never going to do it. Learn the basics because that will help you hire the right ads manager and you'll know what to look for. You'll know what questions to ask because right now, you know, they might not be in a financial position to hire an ads manager, but there are other ways to get that help. Facebook groups, if you join a course, you're going to probably get a Facebook group where you can reach out to people and ask questions or hire a coach where it's just kind of like a, you know, one hour thing. You can, you can jump on a call with me or any other Facebook ads manager if you have questions and things like that, but do them, do it now, get the pixel on your website. A hundred percent. So let's just tell everybody, right. If you don't know what the pixel is, it's a little bit of code provided by Facebook. It's in your Facebook account. You put it on your website and it's a tracking code. So it starts to track everyone who lands on your website. You can go up to six months, 180 days with it. And then when you're ready to run ads, you can create an audience of people who have visited my website in the past 30 days. It's automatically there for you. And it's something that I I actually put on all of the client sites I work on. I'm like, let it just sit in the background, even if you don't think you're going to need it. Because by the time you need it, You've got all this data accumulated yes. that you yeah. can use. So yes, I encourage like, that. And yes. that's an easy one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, it, and it's interesting, too, because one of the other points I wanted to bring up was, and you touched on it a bit, was about testing. Like that whole, you know, you need to have that budget. You have to build in a budget to test, not just to run your ads and get conversions, you need to test out the audiences. So when you're thinking about doing ads, even for yourself, you have to put a portion of money to the side to say, this is going to be my play with money. I'm going to figure it out. I might not get my ROI. I might be higher on certain things. Like I'm okay letting that go because that's my data collection. You know, like that has to be a part, you know, even if you're not dealing with large budgets like you, you're taking $300, $500 to say, I am going to test with this and figure out who my audience is. So when it comes time, I'm being more targeted. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it will, you will benefit in the long run. It, it's, it's all about the, you know, it's all about the, the, uh, the journey, you know, like you, you will, you will definitely benefit because you're going to be learning so much from invest. It's an investment. It's an yep, investment. Completely. It's, it's like anything else. Look, you know, when we ran newspaper ads, I don't, I didn't get a call from a client saying, Hey, I didn't get any leads from that newspaper ad. Well, you know, 
of course not. Like, you know, because marketing is just kind of like, sometimes marketing is like throw spaghetti at the wall. The beauty about <laughs> Facebook ads is that you can really get targeting and make sure you're showing it to your most ideal client. You're not showing it to everyone. Uh, yeah. You're showing it to pe- the 30-year-old woman who lives in California who likes yoga and has a golden retriever. I mean, like, literally, you could get that detailed. So you have to kind of, you know, start, you have to start, you have to start somewhere. It's scary. Yes. But if you have a plan and a strategy in place, and you understand a little bit about Facebook ads, you're in a good starting point. And you just use that data to collect. And if any of your audience ever have any questions on, I mean, they can reach out to you, I'm sure, or me. I no, we're going to put all your information in as well. Yeah, I love like helping people with troubleshooting and what, you know, what to do next. Well, right, this, right. what do I do next? You know, that's why it's important to have a basic understanding about Facebook ads. Well, you touched right there on the, the last two points that you made in the, um, the Facebook post. You need practice. This is my client's fifth launch. So don't expect to make this on your first. They get better and better each time. So don't give up. And, you know, Oh my gosh, if we could just make that on our first launch, we'd all be, this would be amazing. But you know, so unrealistic, you know, that's all good. But you know, obviously your client has a following and most of my audience is in the list building mode. So like, can we talk a little bit about some of the things we can do with Facebook ads for list building? So the audience is there. Like, I know we've talked a lot about, you know, the process of cold to warm to hot, but like, what are some effective list building things? And one of the questions I have from my audience is, how often should I change my freebie? So like they already know that like maybe you're running an ad to a freebie, but how long do you keep that if you want to just give us a little insight? Yeah. So if you're working with a cold audience and you're just starting to list build, you want to, you want to make sure that the, what you're, first of all, you want to make sure your targeting is, is pretty spot on. Know your ideal client. Know how old they are. Are they male and fee or female? Drill down to make sure your targeting is spot on. But you also need to know what does that ideal client need from me that's a quick win? You need something mm-hmm. that, you know. The list building is quick wins. Quick win. Just a, just a quick awesome. win. So my, my list building is a, is a starter kit. The three things you need to do before you run Facebook ads. Awesome. For, for anybody we'll who's. link to that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. My, show notes. If, it, you know. If anybody's going to be starting for, you know, Facebook ads, they want to know what are the three things that, you know, those are the three things. Put your pixel on your website. So these are three basics. So you want to give your clients a quick win, something that's going to, you know, something that they're, they struggle with, but not, not the farm. You don't want to give away the farm because you want to kind of, what you want to do is get them one step closer to building that relationship with you. So they, you know, whatever their struggle is. For my client, it was their biggest art challenge. So we gave them, a, you know, a PDF on, you know, one of the specific challenges that they had and how to overcome it. Um, it needs to be short and sweet, something very easy for them to consume and for them to implement. So not a, you know, 20 page file of mm-hmm. legal documents or something like that. It has to be short and sweet. Now, as far as when to change your, your, your list building ad, when it stops working, that's really it. If you're getting leads um, and you're consistently getting leads, don't change anything. Don't fix what's not broken. Like okay. I, nice. I'm like, don't touch it. Like, don't touch it. You're getting two dollar leads. Don't touch it. And you know, we've all seen it. We've seen our own work a thousand times. So right. it's easy for us to say to ourselves, oh, "I'm over that." Right. But the rest of the world hasn't. 
right? Try so if 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 you're getting antsy with like oh I don't know if you're getting consistent leads if you're getting leads at a at a reasonable cost per lead and that's a that's a you know loaded question variable yeah <laughs> um, that, that that's very you know it varies. Play with audiences. Try a new audience with the same you know with the same lead magnet. See what's see what's going. Don't create more work for yourself if it's mm-hmm. working. If you see it's not working, if your cost per leads are high, if your click-through rate is low, look at the data and determine what's wrong. You know, is it is it the lead magnet? Is it the ad? It might just be the ad. It might be the yeah. audience. So you have to kind of do some troubleshooting. But if you are getting cost, don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> Let it run. And just another piece to that is it doesn't matter if you're in launch mode or not. If if you still need to nurture these people. So as you're building this list building audience or this uh, campaign, you still need to have the follow-up for them. And, and, and that's an important piece to have people thinking about how are you going to nurture them so that they're ready to hear from you when the time comes. I mean, we've all had, I'm sure you've gotten these emails where it's like, well, I haven't written you in a long time. Yeah, you know, yeah, like people yeah. say they've just dropped off and then all of a sudden they're starting to get back into it and sell you something. So, yeah. you know, the idea is to have those, have, have that forethought of your funnel and have that list building, that nurturing in place so that once you get the people in and they get your freebie, then there needs to be an email like, how'd it work for you? Did you try out those tips? Hey, it's been two days. Did you put your Facebook ad pixel on there? Like you can even be a little snarky, like ask them a pointed question like that and, you know, get them to engage and act. So that's an, right. an, 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 a really important piece afterwards. So yeah. uh, in an ideal world, I would love to see people running ads all year long. Like I can, you know, I know budget is always a concern, but even if you're spending, I started, I did a couple of launches for a client and she was like, you know what, I'm going to, I need to redo my whole course. I'm not going to run any ads, but I'm going to leave my list building ad on. I'm like, thank you. She was getting like mm-hmm. 80 cent leads. And I'm like, don't, tur-. it was like $10 a day. Oh my gosh. So, turn it off. Don't turn it off. And she's just in the background. It's running. You know, I would love to see some, you know, client, you know, most people continue list building throughout the year, but I know, you know, budget is a Right. And that's your last point too, which gosh, you're just like amazingly flowing into point to point, Laura. (laughs) Um, You know, you need to be willing to spend money. Sure. It's scary and risky, but find the right people for your team and trust them. And that's not only during a launch. If you're, you could either do it yourself and the investment is the actual Facebook ads. You know, this is a statement across the board for me. Like I advocate for people to invest in their businesses by hiring experts. You know, there's expertise and guidance and you know, there are certain things like I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, like most of the people who I've hired as experts end up coaching in, in, in some sort of level of strategy or coaching that comes along with it. It's just natural because you hire out an expert for their knowledge and guidance and they think of the questions that you didn't think of because you didn't know. And there's like a level of education and strategy that you get from working with someone, even if it's just for three months. I mean, you work with a Facebook ads consultant and even the questions that you as a consultant ask for your client to provide for you is like, oh, and then the insights into the reporting is another light bulb moment. Oh, I start to see how all this is working. So even hiring an expert to do for you is an education for you because yes. you know that you have that relationship right. to um, learn from them and take their strategy and advisement. 
Yeah. And that's, and that's the, that's the key is having an ads consultant or coach or someone who is, who wants to be a partner with you. I am very picky about who I take on as clients because I don't, like to have, I'm not a big agency. It's just me. And I like it that way. Um, I love giving, I mean, I had this one client for three months for his launch. He was my only client because I, if he needs me to get on a call at eight o'clock at night, I'm going to get on a call at eight o'clock at night. And I like, I like that. You want to find somebody that you can trust that is willing to be a partner in your business that cares as much about your business as their own. And you, and there are people that are, shady. And so you have to really be careful because you're giving them, you know, you're, you're giving them your money and you're saying, Hey, here, you know, kind of gamble with my money. So you need to have that trust. If you don't, I highly consider either taking a course yourself, but also getting a coach or somebody Mm -hmm. who knows Mm -hmm. knows what they're doing so that you can say, okay, here's my ad. Can you look at it before I turn this on? Can you make sure I set this up right? I'm telling you, it will be worth every penny because you will say you will lose money if you do it yourself and you do it wrong. So well, that's how we learned in our coaching program was right? our coach would say, here's behind the scenes. Let's share the reporting. Yep. What should we do next? Like right? that was how we learned. And I also think that, you know, you as an expert, like you're behind the scenes with so many different ad campaigns and you also are in your ad campaign network, you mm-hmm. know, your network of other consultants that you are able to bring things to, you know, to the experience from that, you know, like you've seen things. Right. You know, and the other point I want to make about that is when you work with an expert, it frees you up to do all those other things. So, you know, who's going to write those uh, follow-up nurture sequences? You have to, because you're not taking care of the ads or worrying about, you know, looking at the stats and all of that. Right. And, And that's like a big point for me with my clients, because like I do a lot of um, Kajabi setups and I will say to them, I've got all of this. Now you have to go and list build market because once this platform is ready and your course opens, like you need people to buy it. Like don't even look over here. You know, like that's the whole point is I take this off and I think, you know, I take this off your plate and the worry of that. And, you know, because there's, as we spoke about this whole call, there's multiple points that come in, in that nurture sequence, you know, you're not doing organic, uh, native posts, Mm -hmm. you're only doing ads. So somebody still has to do social media. Somebody has to do email marketing. You know, there's all of these other pieces that still need to get done and having that extra team member. Right. Frees you up for that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so true. So true. So, um, that was awesome. That post, I, I, I encourage all of you to look at it. There's some stats at the bottom where, you're getting something like $2 le- like click-throughs, which is, you know, those rates depend on competitive, like uh, how competitive okay. the markets are in terms of who you're going after. So, yeah. yeah, you, you know, and it, and it's also, you know, everybody, I, I get a lot of people who say, okay, so how much do I need to spend? I'm like, how much have your cost per leads been, you know, before they're like, well, I've never run ads before. Well, then I cannot tell you that because right. I don't know what your cost per leads are going to be. If you're in an industry, you know, I know certain industries, but I don't know them all. But I can tell you if you're in a very competitive industry like the Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo, the whole, you know, it's going to vary and it's probably going to skew on the high side. Yep. If you're in a more niche audience like an artist or, a pet, you know, I have another client who's a pet photographer. 
you know, you're going to get cheaper leads because there's not as much competition. So when I have someone like that, I'm like, we have to run the ads so that I can get data back and say, okay, mm-hmm. your leads are freaking high. So we need to test this and test that and try this and try that. So, you know, it's, it's a process. So you have to be willing to kind of accept that. And if you're not, that's okay too. I get it. I get it. If it's not, it's okay. Use me as a, as a consultant, use some, find someone, find a buddy, a, you know, accountability partner, kind of help you like, Hey, can you look at this for me? Do it with someone so that you're not alone. But yes, you, you know, you definitely lead costs will vary and you're just not going to know what they are until you run your ads. So Right, which is the importance of that testing phase and that data collection phase so that you can, you know, because that's probably the number one question you get. Right. How much money do oh, I have to absolutely. put in this? Like I, when, I, yeah. Right, and when somebody comes to me and says, okay, I'm launching next month, uh, I'm like, well, okay, so, you know, have you, no, 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 no. Like you're too late. You're, you're, you're too late. You're too late. And that puts, it puts pressure on them. It puts pressure on the mm-hmm. ad manager. And so I do, I'm very clear when it comes to someone, I'm like, I, you know, either I will not take them or I set very, very hard expectations. Like, I don't know. Like, they're like, well, will we, will we get $2 leads? I'm like, I'll work my butt off to try to do that for you. But I cannot tell you that for sure. And if you right. get an ads manager that is telling you, oh, I'll get you dollar leads, you better run really far because that is not a solid ads manager because no good ads manager is going to tell you what you're going to get because they don't know. They don't and, know it they and it changes. And it changes every day. So you can't yeah. even, you know, like, and it and also changes with the season. Like, you know, if uh, Marie Forleo is launching B-School at the time, your ad rate, she's going after the same people you are. So that is going to cost yep. you so much more than yep. if you do it in November when she isn't launching. Right. So those right. are all pieces. Yep. You know, just for some people who maybe haven't done or haven't worked with a Facebook ads consultant, can you tell us a little bit about the process of how it is working with you? Yeah. Um, like, what do you handle and what do you expect your clients to give you? Like, do they have to give you imagery and copy? Do you create ads, like how does that work so that they would come prepared? Yeah, I typically do not do ad copy or images. I can do images. So typically, because I am not a copywriter and I am not- And people don't know how much that is like so important. Like it's so important. They're like, just put something up there. Right, right. It's, it it, it really has to speak to the, you know, to to their Mm -hmm. audience. Completely. So generally I'll get on a discovery call with someone and I'll, you know, kind of see where they're at. If I feel that they're a good fit for me and for them, because if there's a client that comes to me that I don't think is ready for ads, I will tell them, no, thank you. Because I just will never take someone's money and run ads for them if I don't think that they're, you know, a hundred percent in it and ready for ads because they might not be at that point. They might, you know, oh, I have no list, but I'm launching next week. No, you're not ready for ads. Don't pay for that yet. And then I typically will send them a questionnaire that kind of goes through their whole their ideal client. And so that helps me with the targeting piece. Right. I work on a retainer basis. So I try to charge like a flat fee for a launch. And then I do as many ads as possible to get the results or to help them get the results that they need. So I don't kind of some ad managers kind of say, oh, I'll, you know, for $300, I'll do one campaign for, you know, I do the launch from start to finish. So typically I will ask the client for images like headshots, images that are already done by a designer. If they're in a tight position and they do, I can do images. I like doing that. 
So I am okay with doing that. But ad copy, I kind of draw the line because it's a little bit hard. It's a little bit harder. Unless it's a client that I've worked with for years, which I have. Right. And you really know their brand. And you I have know to really brand. know the brand voice. Yeah. And I that's know one thing we talk about a lot. Like Yes. You have to know their voice and would they say that. Now, having said that, I I work with my clients like I am part of their business. And we go back and forth. I'm like, okay, here's here's a draft. If I did write ad copy, here's a draft. Would you? Does this sound like you? Is this something mm-hmm. you would say? And then I look at it from a perspective of the Facebook ads. Is this something that's going to convert? Am I talking about certain things like pain points and how this freebie is going to, you know, transform them? So I kind of look at it with a different eye, but I want to make sure it's in my client's voice. So um, that's that strategy piece that you get when you bring an expert in. Yes. Yes. So yeah. And then I literally work with my client throughout the launch on, you know, probably a day-to-day basis, you know, pretty much letting them know, okay, I need this and I need it on this date. I prompt my clients. I, I give them a list because I don't, I'm, I, I'm very organized and I'm a planner and I like to do as much as I can in advance. So I'm not scrambling at the last minute. So I'm like, this is what I need. This is when I need it. This is what I'm doing. And every day you're literally going to hear from me and, and I'm going to tell you, okay, I turn the ads on. Okay. Day two, these are the cost per leads. This is how much we spent. And this is what we're getting. This is what sucks. And this is what I'm going to do to try to fix it. Or this is what's going great. And I'm going to scale it. So I'm constant communication with my client. I never just kind of like take their money and run. Right. I want it, I want them to know I am there with them. I This is what I'm doing. And so, yeah, that's... that's and so do you important. explain the reports to them? Yeah. So sometimes I'll do it a couple of different ways. Like generally in a launch, I'll do you know, every couple of days, I will give them a snapshot email of this is how much we spent. These are the costs per leads. This is what's converting. This is what's not. At the end of the launch, I'll either make them a report, like just a Word document of everything. Like this was the best ad, you know, you got the most traffic on Facebook as opposed to Instagram and blah, blah, blah. Um, That's awesome. I will make Sometimes I'll make a video explaining it. Like I'll go through my report and say, this is what I did. You know, this is what we did. This is how it worked. Next time, let's do this. And then at the end Mm -hmm. of the report, I'll say, these are my, you know, this is, these are the key takeaways and this is what worked and this is what didn't. And this is what I think we should do next time for the launch. And so I kind of break it down that way. For this client that I have this big launch, we're going to have like a debrief because his right. whole team will be on the launch. And we, we do, we work together as a team and we say, okay, you know, I need new ad copy for X, Y, and Z, because I think that's just going to enhance the launch next time, you know, and I'll kind of work with the copywriter on that. So, you know, and if you don't have a copywriter, then I just work with the client on that. Okay, this ad copy didn't work, or it could be better. Let's try to tweak it. And sometimes we'll do that mid-launch. We'll be, I'll be like, "Ooh, the click-through rates are low, or the landing page conversion rate is low. So let's let's make this change mid-launch, and I'll work with them on that. There's a but, lot of responsiveness to what you do because yeah. you're you're keeping track along the way. It's yeah. not set it and forget it. It's right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's why it is helpful to have like somebody like, you know, if they have a VA or if they have somebody that I can kind of funnel, you know, information through, or if they just give me, you know, ability to make those changes as I see fit. Some clients do that. They're like, oh, if you see the landing pages and converting, you know, let me know what changes I need to make and I'll make them. Or here's the login. Can you quick make it? Because I can, you know, I do have the ability to kind of like, I'm familiar with lead pages and Kajabi and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I could quickly make little changes, anything major, I'm going to put it back on the client, but it is, it's a, it's a back and forth throughout the whole launch. So, yeah. Awesome. You know, lastly, would you tell us something 
about your own business, how you've set up your own business for the long game? You know, is it systems you've put in, training that you've taken, ongoing learning? Like, what is the long game tactic that you personally use in your own business? Yeah, for me, it is it is working with a coach and and having a, nice. a Facebook ads coach because Facebook ads change so much and I need to stay on top of things and I want to, I want to know the late I want to know the lex, the next level strategy. I don't want the basic like this is what you do to get a lead. I want the next level strategy. That's what I did it was when I first started my online business. I you know, I took B school and I took Amy Porterfield's course mm-hmm. and then I did all that and I was like, "You know what? I'm done with that part." I get that. I need something a little bit more in-depth and I need that one-on-one coaching, like somebody who's going to kick my butt and say, Laura, you need to do this. I need, I'm kind of, I like, I work well with people like that. They give me that tough love because I want to hear it and I need it and it pushes me. So working with a coach on a one-on-one basis has, has been super, super important for my business. And it has given me so many new opportunities and, you know, referrals and everything. So it's a win-win. So awesome. And I, again, that's an investment in your business going back to our other piece. Like you need to invest in yourself and take that to the next level. So I, I, I am a big proponent of coaching as well. And I invest in that. And I've actually had clients who said to me, if you didn't have a coach, I wouldn't, have chosen you. You know what I mean? Like I've had, you know, I have some larger projects and they're like, we, I don't want somebody who thinks they know, like I want somebody who's being coached too. You know, like, I don't, not I don't end all. Oh my God. I don't know everything. No way. No way. And I want to learn from the best. I want to learn from right. somebody who's better than me. I, you yeah, know, find that person who's ahead of you in yes. your, in your area. That's my best advice. When people say, how do you find that coach? You find that person who's where you want to be in five years. Right. And you know, you follow them, you join their program, that yep. type of thing. Yep. Yep. I want to talk about how to respond to current events in your business. So, like at the time of this recording, we are in the coronavirus, social distancing, and lockdowns of our communities. So, how does this type of current event affect your approach to work? Like, are you finding people are pulling back from launching? Are they tweaking their messaging to be more of service versus scarcity? Like, I'm curious how you in the ads and promotion area plan on navigating, you know, a current event like this. You know, the first thing you have, you have to be mindful and you have to be sensitive. So, you know, if you're, you know, if you're offering like, you know, eyelash extensions or, you know, something that's more of like a luxury and something that, you know, because we have to understand and we have to be compassionate that not everybody is dealing with this situation the same way. We have right. people who are living in hospitals because they're taking care of people. Um, so I think we have to be very mindful of the language that we use in the ad copy and the product that we sell. So think about what you sell. Think about, look, look absolutely, if you're running ads, look at your ad copy. Does it sound... Right sensitive. You can't be tone deaf to what is happening. No, right. no, not at all. Look at the comments. Make sure you're looking at the comments because I saw an ad and somebody put a uh, timing and like with a question mark, like right. seriously. Like, Let me point know. it out to you. Right. <laughs> so be very conscious of that. Provide value, give service. List building ads are probably the one ad that you could be running right now because it's just free value and, and, and call it out. You know, these are challenging times in your business. I have, you know, not, you wouldn't word it this way, but essentially like, here's this free guide to help you 
you know, during this time, if I can be of any service, please reach, you know, like be genuine, do not be salesy in any way. You know, there are people who are launching because I think that also helps the economy too. Right, so I'm right. not saying and no. you've, you may have been, ha- had that momentum going, right. you may have been in month two of your three months right. process. Exactly. So. so yeah, don't stop, but be conscious, you know, be sensitive. And, you know, if you need to change the image of an ad, because maybe it's mm-hmm. a little tone deaf, you know, like, you know, five things to know, you know, in this, in a crisis or, you know, whatever the PDF is, whatever the guide is you know, just but be, be sensitive because it is, it is very hard. And, and think That's about great, think about great your, advice. Yeah, think about your business. You know, somebody's probably not going to go on a cruise anytime soon. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. Totally. Uh, so, and uh, I also think that you could, as a, as a service and, and as a business person, you need to double check your work because we're doing, you're switching things so quickly. Like I signed up for someone's freebie and never got it because <laughs> it never delivered to me. And it just made me be like, Oh, wait, let me refresh. Where's the thing? Like, and then I was like, Okay, I'm just not getting it. It's been a day now, you know, like, and so it, it, it's those just taking that extra step to double check, like I was waiting for the freebie. Like, right. And I'm like, right. you know, like, where's my freebie? And I wanted to engage with that person. So, um, and it's not a knock on them. It's just more like, yeah. we are shifting in such a quick time frame to acclimate to this that like, we need to double check a little bit as well. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, awesome. That is, um, Laura, I can't thank you enough for coming on and making the time with me. And you know, sharing my long game approach. Like, I love that, you know, we're akin, we're sisters in that piece of how we want to run our business and how we treat the people we work with and approach our business. So thank you so much for your time being here today. My pleasure. I loved it. I love talking about Facebook ads. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And I'm going to put all of Laura's information in the show notes. You can reach her at lauraball.co. And, um, also find her on all of the major social media platforms. (laughs) She's there. All right, great. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.